0: You're listening to the Rediscovering Biblical Manhood podcast. We're growing men who fear the Lord, but do not fear their identity in Christ. The enemy is hard at work in our fallen world. So come on, join us in fighting for the restoration of men's hearts through the Church, the Word, and our risen Saviour, Jesus Well, we are in the gap between Christmas and New Year's, and I'd like to welcome back our listeners. For those of you that are kind of in a relaxed mode right now between 2022 and 2023, congratulations, we've made it again. I'm here with Jay Teresi. Morning, Jay. What's up? Good morning, Chica. And we are definitely rolling into a topic that I think is very appropriate for this time of year. So let me pray real quick, Jay, and we're going to jump into today's content. Father, thank you for this opportunity again and the freedom to be able to speak our minds about your son, Jesus. And Lord, I ask today as we enter another topic that you have set forth before us, Lord, that we as listeners, as the people leading the conversation can look for your spirit to lead us. And we ask and bring this whole podcast under your authority as we jump into speaking through your word. We love you very much. It's in your son, Jesus's name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, Jay, you and I debated about whether we were going to do something this week. And then, yesterday, offline, we were back and forth as I was sitting on the couch, um, enjoying another day of rest as to what I consider a day of rest. And uh, today, listeners, as we jump into the topic, um, we really are just exploring this two guys exploring this on our own. Um, What is the difference between the word Sabbath and maybe the idea or concept of escaping? And then if we've got enough time, Jay, maybe we can even throw that idea that we've spoken about on many podcasts to date, this thought or thinking around medication as well.
1: Yeah, I think this is one of the big questions of the hour in certainly in the Western societies where we are living at a frantic, I mean, just a frantic pace. And a lot of great sages in our faith are speaking on this, are talking about it, are teaching on it, writing books about it. I'm reading this phenomenal book. It's about 12 years old about Sabbath, because I've struggled with this this year. I've struggled with this my whole life. But what is Sabbath? What is how does that connect to the Christian life? How should a Christian man be practicing Sabbath? And what is the difference between Sabbath and escaping and medicating? Because there's a lot of things going on there. And Mm. it can be it can be very subtle and you can miss it in yourself. But to but but make no mistake, when you're escaping and medicating, your spiritual life is stunted and you're not bringing your best to your kingdom and to those around you counting on you and you're not walking out the Christian life in the way you might think you are, or probably the way you want to be if you're a believing man.
0: Listeners, just for some context, yesterday, Jay and I were talking back and forth and um, I was literally sitting on the couch for probably the third hour in a row. Um, because I'm not working at the moment due to it being the holiday uh, here in the US. And I said to Jay, I said, you know what's interesting? When I think of rediscovering biblical manhood, here I am chilling out probably the second movie of the day. In fact, it was Speed with Keanu Reeves, which is an old school favorite of mine. So here I am diving into the old school um, movies, just kind of numbing myself out, resting, relaxing. But as I said to Jay, listeners. Not once did I reach for the word. Not once did I dive into Jesus, and really, I didn't really speak much with Jesus yesterday while I was on the couch zoning out as well. Um, and so, as Jay just mentioned around this idea of Sabbath, what comes up for me is just what what does what what was the original intent of Sabbath? Uh, I believe the Hebrew word was is it Sabbath, which meant basically to to rest or to stop or to cease. From work. And was I doing that this week? Absolutely. Were you, Jay? Probably. You know, many of the listeners as well during this Christmas celebration period stopped working, but it's how we stopped working that I'm curious to unpack with you a little bit more today.
1: Yeah. And then how do you do that every day? So when we think of Sabbath as a day, that's one thing. And most Christians don't practice Sabbath anyway but what does it look like to live a Sabbath life? And as we examine the person of Jesus Christ and we think about how he lived, Jesus modeled what I would call my my very, my very, I am, I'm no theologian. So this is, you know, Jay's point of view, but I I think Jesus modeled the Sabbath life. Mm. And I think that's something we really need to be examining as believing men with all of the responsibilities of our kingdom, what would it look like to live a Sabbath life? And then how does the world, particularly now, intrude on that?
0: I, I'm interested in your distinction on this Sabbath life because we know that after creating the heavens and the earth in six days, God rested on the seventh day, um, which we, we've labeled Sabbath. And it doesn't mean necessarily that God was tired or needed a rest, but that he, knowing that he is omnipotent and that he's all powerful, he chose. With all the power that he had in the universe, never being tired, he chose still to rest on the seventh day. So what do you mean when you say Sabbath life versus just the rest, the the modeling of resting on a day?
1: So I think for me, what that means, and I've been really wrestling with this for the last couple of years. And this year, it's been particularly interesting because as anybody that follows this podcast knows, I've had a career change. It's been a really intense year. But I've also, God has continued to bring me back to this topic. And- I think if we go back to designers intent, right? So when you look at anything, anything iPhone or or car, you can see the hand of the engineers and the designers in it, the architects in a building. And this is why people love art, right? I'm, I'm not an art guy, so I can't speak about this too extensively but I imagine this is what people love about it you're standing back and you're trying to understand what was the designer's intent here hmm. so let's let's look at the human body let's look at the earth let's look at animals let's look at the sunrise and the sunset the the designer's intent for the human life is not a frenetic pace that's pretty clear in fact it's more of the pastoral life and I don't mean anything like church I mean like we are designed for a rhythm arise and work And rest in the evening and connect. Like there's a design that brings life and nourishes. And then there's things we can do that don't do that. So if we look at designers intent, we go, clearly we were designed to live a rhythm much slower than how most of us live. Much less distracted than how most of us live. And you can still see it in nature, right? Look at your dog. Look at animals. Look at the life they live. It's not lazy, it's at a special and certain kind of pace.
0: The Sabbath day was established so that the people would rest from their labors um, and only begin again after one day rest. Let's, let's detach from the word Sabbath real quick and let's define for our listeners, what is escapism then, Jay, for you? What's the distinction between Sabbath and escapism?
1: Yeah, this gets, we're going to touch on this lightly, right? But this gets pretty deep. But when you start thinking about numbing out addictions it's about the heart so you were talking about yesterday oh i was watching a couple of movies maybe you were escaping maybe you were sabbathing how do you know the difference we have to examine your own heart am i attempting to plug off and turn off the pressures of the world to escape to numb out to pretend that doesn't exist right so i can find some peace find some peace That's not healthy. That's not a Sabbath heart. That's not a Sabbath life. You're not connected to the source in that regard. Or if I'm doing things even more destructive, any kind of addiction, alcoholism, drugs, shopping, gambling, pornography, these things do things in our brain to create numbness so we can numb out of the world. We can check out. Here's a good litmus test, I think, in all of my readings and my own research and examining my own life. If you're checking out, When you're doing those things, you've escaped or you've moved to medicating. And that is a inward focused activity, Mm. trying to protect your own heart and your own soul and buy some time. And you know, you've moved off of a Sabbath life because you're disconnected from the source in that regard. And so, especially if you just find yourself saying, I just got to get a little, I just need a little, and you get real intense about it. And then if somebody's interrupting it, like you freak (laughs) out, you know? And you panic and you're like, I just got to get to it. Okay. You know, you've moved off the rhythm of life because look at Jesus. He never had, you never saw that. Jesus was never like, don't talk to me right now. I've got to go pray with my father. No, he always had time. He was always in the present moment. You know, you're escaping, you know, you're medicating. If you can't do what you're doing in the present moment. And if any interruption to it causes you anger or frustration.
0: Really well said, Jay. And I love that you brought it back to Jesus, because Jesus did say that He is the Lord of the Sabbath in Matthew. Um, and, and we all know that the Pharisees constantly came after Jesus and criticized Him for healing on the Sabbath, right? For doing work on the Sabbath. And maybe we can spend a little bit of time exploring with the readers, why, why was He able to do that? Why did He break the rules? Um, why did He tell the Pharisees that people are more important than sheep and salvation? You know, By the rule saying the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, in Mark, what, what did Jesus say? Well, he was re, restating the principle that Sabbath rest, as you said, was designed to relieve man of his labors. But then here come the Pharisees, and over the, the course of time, adding all of these kind of extra rules to God's original rules to Moses.
1: Let's go back to designer's intent. God loves people, and he wants us to love each other, and he says, like when the lawyer stands up and challenges Jesus, um, what are the greatest commandments, teacher? Well, list them all off. And Jesus is like, yeah, you don't get it. And this is the same thing the prophets in the Old Testament were saying. Everybody's missing the point. And Jesus says, uh, love God with all your energy, all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and love other people. And to love other people well, you have to be present with them. You got to be in the moment with them. Like... I think God is the God of the moment. He's not hanging out in the past. He'll go there to help you heal. And he's in the future, but doesn't want you hanging out there. He wants you hanging out here. And then just look at Jesus' life. He moved around and was always focused with people, always paying attention. He did go away and be by himself. Sometimes for days, he'd go on mountains and pray. But what was he doing? He wasn't escaping. He wasn't off medicating. He was connecting to the source. This is why he says to the woman at the well, I will give you, I will give you a drink. And you'll never be thirsty again. He wasn't talking about her physical body. He's talking about her soul. Our souls are torn apart right now. Our t- souls aren't designed to live at this pace. There's lots of literature on this in the Christian world. The soul is designed for a far different pace. And Jesus absolutely modeled soul pace for living.
0: There is no other Sabbath rest besides that in Jesus. And, and I know a conversation that it's been a while, but we've had this conversation in the past, Jay. When it comes to the Ten Commandments, and for our listeners that are like, oh my goodness, this is Old Testament, right? And then we think of Jesus came, and when he, quote unquote, abolishes the old law and and establishes, as you said, the, the new law. Let's talk about Sabbath in the context of the Ten Commandments, because in my research, Jay, Nine of the ten commandments that were found in Exodus, that were handed to Moses, um, are now still repeated in the New Testament in a in a number of different contexts and and scripture verses, which we can go through. Um, but the only commandment that was not repeated in the New Testament is the fourth one, and that's the one about Sabbath keeping. And that's just curious to me.
1: The question I found myself asking a lot lately of myself, because God's been dealing with this escape thing for me for the last couple of years, because I was a huge escaper, right? I love to go to my hot tub and mm. binge, binge watch TV shows. I love to check out. Uh, I, you know, I'll do I'll, I'll check out in a second to just, esca- I just need to get a little peace. That's how I used to say it to myself, but that involves isolating away from other people um, or, or altering your personality. I don't drink, but if you're a drinker or whatever, and I started asking myself the question, and I think the Lord gave me this question, to ask myself, why are you doing this? What's the heart behind why you're doing this right now? And, and that's a pretty interesting question because we know the Lord is always speaking to us. Like the scripture is pretty clear about that. So if you slow down and go, hey, Jesus, why, why, um, why do I want to go binge watch this TV show right now? Like, what, what am I looking for in my life? Oh, well, he'll talk to you about it. Mm. And, and you can find the hole in your spirit. And then you can ask Jesus, well, how should I go fill that? rarely, I think, is he going to say, no, you should sit down and binge watch every episode of that show. Check out on your family, check out on everybody else. Just do that. What fills our souls? Whether you're an introvert or an extrovert, doing something generally involving other people will fill your soul or doing something that allows you to commune with God. You're backpacking, you're fishing, whatever it is for you that is not escapism but is allowing you to commune with God, that is Sabbath to me. And I think that Jesus, he talks about it, but I don't think he has to command it. I think he's demonstrating, I want you to live it. You have the power of the Holy Spirit in you now. And what is the Sabbath life? It's the fruit of the Spirit, Chica. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. When you're living a life where these things are pouring out all the time, you're connected to God, your life is literally like the Sabbath. You're just resting in God all the time so that you're bringing him to whatever you're doing. This is very complex and difficult to do. I get it. I mean, if you're listening to this, you're like, what are you talking about? Um, But there's a great book called The Game of Minutes written in the 1930s. It's like 20 pages long. And the guy goes into, he began challenging himself. Could I think about Jesus one second out of every minute? Now, of course, it's almost impossible, but as he started to try to live that life, everything transformed about his life. And other people started doing it with him. And it, it was just amazing testimony of, my life almost became a living Sabbath. That was his testimony, not mine. I'm trying to figure that out.
0: <laughs> I love it. You know, Jay, when I love what you just said there about resting in Jesus, because in Hebrews chapter four, um, it speaks, therefore, while the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us fear any of you should seem to have failed to reach it. Right, And so for the good news for us is that as Jay just said, Jesus is the Sabbath. He is the Lord of the Sabbath. He has become our Sabbath rest. No longer do we need to follow the command of you need to set aside one day and it needs to be 24 hours, you know, and and you need to just rest from work. No, no, no. Resting in Jesus is not escaping. And coming back to the Ten Commandments quickly, Jay, the first couple, do not worship any other gods. I, I think about the culture that I live in that. The family culture, as well as the the community of cultures that we live in, when it comes to something like um, sports, right on a Sunday or on a Saturday, do not make any idols. I think about watching the uh, the World Cup of football recently, and just the rah rah behind Lionel Messi. You know, um, do not misuse the name of the. You know, we could just keep coming down, and I find so many connections to things that I do daily that are actually breaking all of these commands. Whereas, you know, even Jesus in 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 the New Testament, walks through how we should not be still doing what they commanded. We should not do in the first ten commandments or what God did.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think if it for me, it comes back to Jesus wants us to enjoy life, enjoy soccer games, enjoy fellowship. But I think it comes back to if we're alive in Christ, right, and He's living through us, and all the things we've talked about on this podcast. You know, we're getting ready to go into twenty twenty three, and last week we talked about praying for words and all of these other things. But the reality is, and I love this in The Chosen, but if you look at the life of Jesus in the Gospels, it's almost like he's always looking for an opportunity to be with people, to do something cool, to help show them the kingdom of God. And when you just take a step back, and this is something I'm thinking about, and Chica, you you and I are business guys. We live in the secular world. I've been challenging myself a lot lately. If I was living all the time, allowing the life of Christ to flow through me, which is the commandment when you're saved, right? And modeling the life of Christ, not by my own power, not through my own works, but just letting Jesus flow through me, living in his adventure, right? And, and then in every moment, I would have this opportunity that says, what do you want me to do right now, God? What if the people around me, if we're enjoying a soccer game, that's awesome. Am I modeling the light of Christ or am I so intense in the game, I can't even see the other people around me, right? Like, what is the heart behind what you're doing in the moment you're doing it? What are you doing right now while you're listening to this podcast? Where's your heart? What are you thinking about? If you're thinking about yourself, if you about how you can do something for yourself, get something for yourself, escape for yourself, please yourself, pleasure yourself, whatever it is, you know you're kind of not in the Sabbath life in the moment. Where's your heart? What kind of pressure are you feeling? How do you relieve it? I mean, this stuff, we could go on and on talking about it, but I would just say let's look at the life of Christ. He wanted to be the light of the world. He wants us to be the light of the world. How that's impossible. We talk about this all the time, based stuff. We can't make ourselves be the light of the world. The Christian life's impossible to live. Mm. You must step back and allow Christ to live it through you. And in doing so, you begin to access that life. And then you can ask yourself the question, I think I want to go watch Speed. Hey, Jesus. We talk about this all the time, Chica. right? And we're trying to grow in this. What should I do right now? Should I go watch Speed? And he'll talk to you and say, yeah let's go watch it. Let's go enjoy a movie together, or no, nope, you're going to do that because you're trying to check out on your wife whose heart is hurting. Why don't we go ask her a question? honey what how are you feeling right now? What's happening in your life
0: so clear jay firstly i I also on to pile onto that. I think Jesus would call it football and not soccer. <laughs> My Ted lasso fans out there. football is life and life is football um jay, I think that as we as we wrap this this week up. Uh, some great discussions and some great actions for our listeners to continue to think about when it comes to escaping slash medicating um, and or Sabbath. And I also understand that there are many people that may turn with the philosophy that, you know, when Jesus came, the principle that Christians are now not under the law, but under grace stands. And so therefore, the Ten Commandments have no authority over you. I understand that, that, that POV as well. But just for us, I think Jay summed it up when it comes to the New Testament. And when it comes to to believers, yourself, myself, Jay, to fellow brothers and sisters around the world, um, when it comes to living out the Ten Commandments, I think that it's summarized in the way that you shouted before, which is, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And that that is the greatest and foremost commandment, and the second is like it, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. And that one of these two commandments depend on the whole law of the prophets, um, and as and as Matthew would speak in chapter twenty twenty two, or maybe that's where we got to start this week as a scripture verse. Read Matthew chapter twenty two, um, and reflect on this week as I step into resting, if you get to rest. This year as I step into developing my rest, you know, maybe that is the word of your year. Maybe it's Sabbath, and maybe that's something that continues to pop up for me, Jay. Maybe that's what I need to focus on in twenty twenty
1: three. Yeah, let's pray. Lord, in this time, in this age, even this conversation could probably give a lot of people anxiety. We only scratch the surface. But what I would pray for myself, for Chica, Lord, for anyone who's hearing my voice, help us, God, to ask you the question, what should we do with our time right now, Lord? How do you want us to spend it? Help us to ask the question, Lord, I want rest. My soul wants rest. How do I find it? We know you will answer us, God. Give us ears to hear you. Give us eyes to see you. Give us the courage to ask these questions, to step back from the temptations, good and bad, of this world, and just ask you the question, what now, Lord? What with the next minute of my life? How do I find rest in you? Lord, it's in your name that we pray. Amen.